Zach, I've heard by your chicken video and my comment about, oh, they must have heard about the big chick energy joke and your ignorance of it completely. I was more, you know, he was there's chickens in my yard. You right. live in the country, dude. But not They're near th- chickens. Not that I knew anybody had chickens around here. <laughs> I spent 30 minutes with the old man, herding them back to his house. He had a broom, I had a rake. They kept <laughs> dipping into the fucking forest. Stop it! <laughs> I thought he was going to come by and, like, pick them up. But no, he's like, no, I just use a broom. <laughs> he's like, yeah, come on, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Did he, get, did he have a piece of straw in his mouth and, like, a big old, like, wood Shotgun? Hand? Oh. Yeah, shotgun. <laughs> Does he have an inactive mine in his garden shed? It's a little hot fuzz joke. Like, you never said anything. In the beast words, it's coming to money, and all of it. And the impossible for him. And all of it. Oh, Jerry, Jerry. Such a good scene. Anyways. Was that a scene? <laughs> yeah, well, he's talking, he's talking to one of the police officers, and this guy just, like, lives in the boonies in England, and just, like, has the craziest fucking accent that no one can understand a word he's saying. Good you shit. got a permit for that. This one? <laughs> what do you say? He says for this one. <laughs> <laughs> what does he mean for this one? And that's when they find the inactive mine and all his weapons. Which come into play later in the movie when it blows up the police station. It's good. It's good. Ed- Edgar Wright's a good uh, director, man. What is it, M. Night Shyamalan? Edgar Wright. The poet? Oh, I fucking hate you sometimes, I do. <laughs> it's got that uh, Simon Peggy 18. <laughs> Simon Peggy 18 For the longest time I thought that was a uh, a game publisher mm-hmm. I didn't know that was European's rating system <laughs> Like mature and Peggy 8 or Peggy 12 That means it's like teen, right? <laughs> Do you know what I'm furious about? What? Why does Peggy get a choose, you know? Who the fuck gave her the high horse <laughs> to go around saying, hey, this Whoa. game's good, this game's bad, this one oh, I think God. is a bit X-rated. Who the fuck are you, Peggy? What, have you ever heard that, Brody? Peggy X-rated. <laughs> <laughs> Peggy Sin. And then Peggy just shows up on the screen like, oh, come come on, guys, not this one. Before every porno in Europe... Peggy just shows up like Could what be doing you, better things What would your nan say? Now I know this said that it had pegging in it But I don't approve <laughs> <laughs> Now I am a fan of your search history here <laughs> What's this What's this Peggy gets it raw? She says What's this Peggy twelve gets 12 inches? <laughs> <laughs> Hey 
guys, thank you so much for coming back. This is Anime Not Be For Everyone, your bi-weekly source for anime goofery, buffoonery, fun times, and goofs. And you get to learn the nitty-gritties and the small details of the production behind anime. Psych, no very, you don't. Uh, yeah, well, psych. <laughs> My name is Brody Morton. I am one of the three cohort hosts of this show. <laughs> You're a cohort. I am yeah, a, cohort a cohort, too. Um, this is uh, episode 20, so we're excited. It's going to be a Caleb-centric episode. It's... Wait, was I supposed to... But was I, was I supposed to do an anime? Oh, dude. I thought we talked about this. Oh, no. My guy... I can just off the dome do something I remember from childhood. <laughs> do you think you got something? Yeah, because like I I could go. I've got one ready. Yeah, God forbid. For sure. But it's it's supposed to be episode twenty. <laughs> I'm joking. Anyway, dude, we could <laughs> we could have played it off. Really All right. Could've. Well, I my name's Caleb Morden, and I'm not a fan of anime. And today I'm bringing you not an anime. So that that works, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so just like a sitcom. Yeah, it's The Office. I've been watching a lot of it lately, so... Guys! People the first need to stop re-watching that show. <laughs> it's disgusting how much money they're making still. Jim and Pam are not that interesting. I'm gonna they be really crucified aren't. for saying this, but I don't give a fuck. Also, oh, I'm not gonna go where I was gonna say the next bit, but, like, that show's not that great. It's good. It's, uh... Yeah, when it was coming out... It was the talk of the town. It was so much fun seeing what was going to happen, right? Where everyone was going. Reliving it for the 20th time, my guy? Zach, introduce yourself, motherfucker! Uh, my name's Zach. I really like The Office. I really like Community. You watch whatever the hell you want to watch Didn't when you put like it on in the background. The a second ago, but... Hey, mm. hey, we all have our comfort shows that we can put on in the background, and it stops us from thinking about our lives. I relate to Angela the most in The Office, so that doesn't that make sense. About me. <laughs> yeah, that does make sense. Crotchety little shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you be on The Office, please? He would be Angela, so, um... I'd be Dwight so I could fuck that bitch. No, it's just That's kidding. Me. What? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what a turn. <laughs> uh, I think I would be uh, the intern that became the the manager just because he's too cool to be there. You mean BJ? <laughs> BJ no fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, Ryan. Ryan. And Zach would be Creed. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I will... Yeah, oh, come on though. It is a good show. You would rather be Cree like, than Michael. Admit it. He comes in on Halloween covered in blood. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's <laughs> oh, it's Halloween. That is really convenient. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's bits in that show that are great. Don't get me wrong. And they are so like there's so many of them. I could just so watch many episodes. the opens of that show. You'll, you'll forget. You'll forget stuff. And that's why it's really Oh, maybe I'll rewatch it. Get a twist in my dick. <laughs> okay, so we're going back to the old Cartoon Network days. Okay, guys, Ooh. remember Saturday morning cartoons? You'd pop on, see that what's was, going on. That was one of the things that, like, their commercials was, like, crossovers. It would just be, like, two characters from different Cartoon Network shows, like, doing something quirky. And then, Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Dexter killing people. It was good stuff. Oh, and 
You're perverting Dexter's lab. I mean, speaking of Dexter's <laughs> Laboratory, this show that I'm doing this week is actually made by the same people as Dexter's Laboratory. Sweet! The same what is it? And it's made by the same people as Powerpuff Girls. I just gotta say that. Get it out there. I know people love the Powerpuff Girls. I might do it in the future. We'll see. <laughs> I don't right, think so th- Powerpuff Girls is necessarily anime adjacent. Apparently, this guy's art style is very inspired by anime. The uh, facial expressions, the big eyes, everything like that. He very much likes anime, and he's trying to bring that towards American youth, like before anime was super, super popular. So, oh, What a gentleman. In this case, he he stretched it a little farther. He went, oh, what if we take some of the Japanese culture and old Japanese-style movies and we place it into a show? And that's where we get Samurai Jack. Okay, if you guys have ever seen it, what do you guys? What do you? What's your knowledge on this show? What have you? What have you seen? I know he's a samurai. Not sure what his name is. Um, <laughs> I think well, I think it's John. Oh, you might be right. Starts with a J. Yeah, it's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Um, I have not watched it. Um, it was one of those shows that was on before I was really into anime, uh, and always looked kind of stupid, and seeing (laughs) images of it now, I still think it looks kind of stupid. It's got the vibe of, like, old samurai movies where, like, the characters will have five-minute showdowns where they're, like, attempting to- Yeah, staring at each other, and they'll, like, slightly unsheath their sword with their thumb for a second, and it'll zoom in on their eyes, and you hear them- one of them, like, pant for a second, and then they'll lunge at each other, and the battle will be over before no- in no time. See, that actually sounds amazing. Yeah, I think you would actually really enjoy this show, Brody. It's very fight-centric, very action-heavy. But I also want a story. Yeah, well, we'll jump into the story here in a second. The main character is very, very bland. Bland. So, like, this dude, he's all about honor and is glory. He a wet nap? <laughs> he's sure he's a wet nap. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Bringing back the jokes from episode two, huh? Wow, look at you. Shit, knowing the jokes from episode two, look at you. <laughs> But yeah, he's very, he doesn't joke around. He wants to do his goal and that's all he wants to do. He does not talk to anybody unnecessarily, pretty much. Okay? Okay. So, we open up. It's Imperial Japan back in the day when there are emperors and everything was peaceful. We go zoom in on the emperor and his son. He's telling his son some a story about how he created the peace in the world. And so he, he talks about Aku, and Aku is another big character in this show. Aku is an old demon that is, his life goal Aku. is to take over the world. Is that a type of poem? <laughs> yeah, it's a 575 poem. Yeah, all about oh, right. nature. I knew it. You got knew it. it. You nailed it. But pretty much Aku is this black demon with like a green mask and flaming eye- eyebrows. And the emperor says back in the day he was trying to take over, but the emperor had this special holy sword that he used to kill the demon and implant him into the earth. So he made him take root into the earth, but he wasn't able to act on anything. So he's just like this tree that's a reminder of the evil in the world. Okay? Cool. And we get a scene where a solar eclipse happens, or a lunar eclipse. I don't know. It's the one where the moon goes in front of the sun. It's the one Trump looked at. Yeah. (laughs) With no glasses. Yeah, he went fully blind. Fucking. Didn't he get superpowers, though? He lost all his hair. Yeah, if yeah. your superpower is saying I'm still the president even after you lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And having millions of people believe you. I and think having, that is, that is quite that a is fucking superpower. superpower. I think yeah. I'm going to look at the next eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your president! Oh my god! Let's raid for some reason. 
Okay, so we zoom over a hill and we see a tree and we see the sun in the background and an eclipse goes by and then it zooms in on yeah. Trump's face and he's squinting really bad. <laughs> right. <It's Yeah>. <laughs> Superpowers! My but hair. apparently this eclipse does have magic in this world, okay? And the tree is able to absorb this and his roots start releasing from the ground and he becomes active again. No. So we go back and it giggles. Of course he laughs. He's evil. He's got to have an evil laugh, right? Wait, giggles or cackles? Because those are two uh, massive differences. It's cackling. You'll like this, Brody. Ah. His voice is actually the voice of Uncle Iroh from uh, Avatar. So, uh, Is that the one with the blue people? No, Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> oh, the M. Night Shyamalan movie. I didn't watch that. No, stop it. We made no, these no. jokes last time. The thing you make on Xbox that you never look at again. Oh, yep, yep. Um, no, we're on the same page. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. The guy who doesn't look like me? Yeah. 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 Yeah, you made it. It's weird how everyone's avatar is somehow hot. Strange. (laughs) Hey, I made mine fat. That's not real. Fat's not not hot. (laughs) Don't shame yourself, my guy. So the tree unroots and it starts laughing because he's released on the world. So we go back to the temple and the the emperor is still talking to his son and his son gets this glint in his eye and he holds up his little cardboard sword and he's, or wooden, I guess they don't have cardboard back in those days. <laughs> I like cardboard. Yeah, he's got a little cardboard tube. It's like a wrapping paper tube. And he starts <laughs> swinging it around and he's like, yeah, I can defeat Aku too. Bless you. And then you. Aku shows up behind him. Oh, uh, like at you. Screw huh. you. <laughs> Bless you. Wow. Okay. And as he says, I can beat Aku too, Aku's hand reaches down and grabs his dad and eats him, okay? Fuck! So, I mean, he doesn't eat him on screen, but it's pretty heavily implied he eats him, so... <laughs> okay. And the the kid looks terrified. This is just Attack on Titan. Yeah, it's, it is. It's as dark as Attack on Titan. I don't know why they're That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> and the mom runs up and grabs the child, and she's like, we have to go. We have to get out of here. He's going to destroy this place. And no shit, mom. Yeah, Run. They get into a boat. And turns out she brought the sword with them, the secret nice. ancient sword. But she can't use it because she's a woman, I guess. I Woof. shouldn't say that. <laughs> uh. So the mom who has got the magical sword and her son are in a boat. And they're traveling away as they see their whole kingdom lighting up on fire and this giant demon destroying everything. And they come across a pirate ship. Okay, Ooh. and this pirate ship accepts the boy, but not the mom for some reason. And she's like, that's... "She's like, yeah, that's cool with me." And she hands him over. So, what? but she takes the sword. So he just goes off with some pirates for a bit, and then we get one of probably eighteen montages in this one thirteen episode season. This show loves training montages. So if you're into that kind of nice. thing, let's what kind <laughs> of definitely watch it. Uh, it's like hip hoppy music that's mixed with Japanese music. It's weird, but it's that, cool. That sounds kind of fire. It is. It's pretty nice. Uh, say it. So, say it's pretty fire. I'm not gonna say it's fire. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> but anyway, his training montage. He goes to a bunch of different countries. I have some written down. He goes to the Middle East or in Africa and Egypt, and in every new Sorry, country. Sorry, you just say that the Middle East was a country. Well, he goes to a bunch of different places, and some of them are labeled as actually countries, and I was able to tell which ones were which. But anyway, he he learns a new technique in each place. So in the Middle East, he learns how to ride horses, and then in Africa, he learns to fight with sticks. And the Africans in this show were kind of drawn very racistly. Like They're completely black drawn with no outline or anything. Like It's just like the darkest you've ever seen. 
So oh. I found that slightly problematic, but it's fine. Okay. Uh, and so he pretty much travels around the globe, and you see this little boy grow up to become this ultimate warrior who's got all of the skills from across the world, pretty much. Damn. Some weird one. He, he meets Robin Hood, which is odd. And he goes to Russia and learns how to fight with throwing axes. Like this, he literally learns like every technique you can think of. He punches hot sand in China for a while. So <laughs> I thought to write that down because it was. I have never heard that term for <laughs> looking for trannies. Oh my goodness, what? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, for some reason, punching hot sand. <laughs> Just sounds like you're looking. I'm on. I'm on the prowl for some. I'm Jeff. Check out this Adam's apple. <laughs> okay, don't get. Where's that the ATM? <laughs> what? Why are you paying them now? Because they're prostitutes. Oh, okay. I am a high class Jeff escort. <laughs> yes. I'm they call us Jeff Scorts. Jeff Scorts. <laughs> oh, there's your ad. Wait, no, we've already kind of done that. We've done prostitution before, Brody. We can't. And also male prostitution, yeah. Like too many times. Just do Jeff prostitution, though. That's fine. Jeff squirts. (laughs) (laughs) It just feels so good. Say it out loud, Zach. Say it once out loud. Jeff squirts. Jeff squirts. (laughs) Doesn't it just feel good? It sounds like something Jeff Bezos is in charge of. <laughs> Amazon's new company, Jeff Scores. Jeff <laughs> and, it, and it's sex robots that exclusively just look like him. They drive themselves to your house <laughs> and, and then drive away. There is yeah. people who think Jeff Bezos is very robotic looking. So, like, maybe, maybe he's the first, he's already. first Jeff Scores. <laughs> yeah, oh my. Well, we all stopped making open. jokes about Mark Zuckerberg. What happened to that? Yeah, he's a lizard boy. It's like, it's almost fact now, so like, I don't know. Zach, Zuck hey. Squirts don't, doesn't sound as good, so. <laughs> Zuck Squirts. It kind of does, though. Get your Zuck, Zuck today. Zuck Squirts. You want to get Zucked off? <laughs> you want to get Zucked on? Zucked <laughs> uh. <Sucked> on. <laughs> Good stuff. And the last place he goes to is this icy monk-like temple. And guess who he meets there? His mother. And apparently it's been like 20 years, okay? So he he is now like an adult, and his mother is there, and she's real old and kind of like frail. And she's like, you're ready, and she gives him the Oh, fuck off. I was going (laughs) to ask if she was going to be like, oh, it took you long enough. Kind (laughs) of bullshit. As if she was... Is she a fucking, like fortune teller from their country is she like fucking she's just a lady okay and she knew that her son would find her yeah no (laughs) when he was ready only when he was ready yeah they did all of this stuff without speaking lines in this show none of this has really been speaking yet um so it's kind of nuts but yeah so he takes the sword and he goes straight back to japan right back to his temple and when he gets there he finds that everybody is enslaved and Aku is using them to harvest this red crystal that's everywhere throughout these caverns and it's like brutal conditions he's Aku's made a bunch of like demon minions to keep them in line they keep like whipping them and stuff you know bad why stuff. not just make minions to do the work for yeah, you because wobble wants, wobble he no. wants to strike fear he's evil oh. okay and Jack finds his dad. Are, his are dad they... didn't get eaten, guys. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! But his dad's frail, and he's like, Jack, you're being dumb. You're not going to be able to beat Aku. 
And then Jack's like, hmm, you're right. And what does he do immediately? He goes to find Aku. So I don't understand. <laughs> Did not listen to his dad at all. And he finds Aku in this nice flaming open cavern. And he's like, oh, what okay, is whoa, 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 whoa. Nice flaming open cavern. Yeah. It's tasteful. It's tasteful. Nice. It's okay. like. It's got like oranges in there and some reds, you know. It's it's okay. nicely colored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some little skeletons being burned alive. Yeah, if exactly. you liked fire, you'd like chilling out here. Yeah, <laughs> if you like chilies, you definitely go here. <laughs> if, if, if you're one of the guys who likes to hang out in a sauna and a very thin, tiny towel for hours on end, this yo place, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> just a washcloth. That's all <laughs> yeah. I need. A washcloth. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fucking. You know, like, the tiny little hand towels you have for, like, a sink for, like, washing your face? Just, like, a square from that. Just I, I just need my one square of toilet paper. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. Like Three ply at least? <laughs> no, one ply. Sink oh, no. Ply. It disappears once it gets wet. Yeah. It, it evaporates. into a thin layer around my member. <laughs> oh. hey, wait, are you saying you get a membrane over your member? Nah, uh, yep. That's some science humor. <laughs> I call this the silkworm. <laughs> you want to watch it come out of its cocoon? <laughs> so much oh, is hatching. So much ew. So yeah, if we have any listeners left. So we're in this cavern with Aku versus Jack. It's a nice fiery cavern. Yep. Yes. And Aku is like, what are you doing here? Who are you? And Jack just out of nowhere slices him with the sword. And Aku's like, ah, the magic sword. And then it's all like, yeah, scared by it. Zooms in on his face, you know. And then they have a battle where he turns into some birds and a bat. And I think a pig. And Jack pretty much kills him. He like slices off his head. And then Aku like falls to the ground in this like blob. And he's like, oh, you've bested me. But this isn't the end. And he uh... casts a spell on him. And Jack disappears into a little portal. Okay, mm. right before shortle? he dies, right into a shortle. <laughs> <laughs> but in fact, this is actually a really long-range portal. So oh, the, the damn, shortle damn XL. You aperture. <laughs> yeah, the shortle XL. <laughs> I just made that joke, Zach! I know, but I was, I was repeating it. because. But he laughed when you said it! That's because I had better delivery. <laughs> <laughs> I said the exact same thing with the exact same tone. I said it with a smile on my face. and you. Ah, but my, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Alright, so he uses the Magnum Shortle XL and sends him <laughs> to Star Wars, pretty much. Okay? It would be Bezobots. Bezobots. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just feels right. Not Jeff Scorts? No, nope, it would have to be Bezobots. <laughs> Man, I want to be a fly in the wall at that marketing meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Scorts just rolls off the tongue. Bezobots, Bezobots for life! <laughs> but Bezobots doesn't imply that they want to have sex with you. <laughs> Sex robots are all the rage! What are you? It's a robot. Of course you want to have sex with it. (laughs) (laughs) The little fly is just rubbing his hands. (laughs) (laughs) The stupid Jimmy Kennedy, I'm so sorry. (laughs) And when you got a trillion dollars. Yeah. It's he could make his own company and another company with the exact same product, both names, and have them compete. <laughs> and he would get all the money. <laughs> oh, and, and, then, ha- oh and then he would have, uh, like, a streaming service where he could watch 
Jeff Bo- oh, sorry, Bezobots and Jeff Squirts having battles. Body cam cage, footage? In, like, cages. Like, no. Yeah, oh, remember, oh, like, the, okay. the, the robot battling back in the day where there was two, like, fat guys pressing little buttons uh, on a back switch? Back in the day. That sport is healthy today, my Oh, friend. is it? And it okay. is dope. Well, imagine that, but with, like, high-end Amazon products. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't think those two words go together, Rudy. Like, are you imagining two Genoses fighting in the ring? Like, Basically. Let, let's go! <laughs> Thanks for all the money, Bezos. Turbo Cannon! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Bezos making his own animes now. Bezobots! I'm putting all my Unite! Jeff Scort. <laughs> I think he'll win this one. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Jeff Scort's stock is up 200 bucks today. So he spawns, kind of, he teleports in the air, and he's falling in this world that looks like Star Wars with all, like, the cars, like, zipping by midair, right? They're all flying cars, okay? okay? And he's just falling, and he's looking around, and he's like, what the heck is going on here, right? Like, where am I? He doesn't know. This ain't China. It's Japan, but yeah, it's not Japan. <laughs> right? Yeah, Chewbacca is there for sure. He actually I hate Sam! <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> what about a death stick? I I've already made that joke too, but whatever. Yeah, I know. I'm stealing it from you one more time. <laughs> Fuck! Okay, so he falls, he grabs onto some cars with his sword, and he like starts having a battle with some police cars who are shooting at him, and he learns what oh. bullets are for the first time, and he's like... What the heck is that? And then he falls into uh-huh. a dumpster pit where there's a tank coming after him. <laughs> and they got some pretty fast uh, response time in yeah, this future. They responded uh, immediately. Yep. <laughs> anyway, he defeats this tank and jumps up out of this sewage grate. And there's like some civilians who are there and they're like, whoa, dude, you're rad. And they like give him this huge like congratulatory thing. He's just like, okay, Wait, where am I? his name's Brad? I thought it was John. It's neither of those. It's Jack. <laughs> oh, okay. My bad. Well, his last name is Jack. No, his first name is Jack. <laughs> Wait, what's his first? What's his last, his last name is Samurai? Yeah. It's, okay. It's his middle That's name. The is naming Samurai. convections in uh, Japan are a bit strange, but yeah. Exactly. Okay, so they congratulate him. And he's like, Where am I? And they're like, You should go to the bar next door and you might get some answers. And he goes in there and it's like this super hardcore beats going on and everybody's drinking and whatever and like they are like uh, he's obviously in a really sketchy bar downtown somewhere and he gives this oh i forgot to mention everybody around is not human looking anymore so the guys he met out on the street one of them's got like this big lava lamp thing attached to his head and like some of them are like blue and little alien looking things right (laughs) Lava lamp here. So, we don't know how far in the future we are, but he's in the future, okay? Jack has been teleported to the future, and it's a future specifically where Aku rules because he has been able to dominate this land without Jack killing him, okay? So, Jack accidentally looks at an alligator guy wrong, (laughs) and he's like, what are you looking at? And then, like, 12 of them show up, and they try to beat him up, but he literally murders all of them for no reason. Well, they're going to beat him up. What do you mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah, he can, he's he got a sword. That's all he knows how to fight with, so he just slices them all Still up. Still the cardboard <laughs> sword that his mom had? No, he's got the magic sword now. Oh, okay. So, 
Yeah, and the show gets away with it, but every time he cuts off limbs, which he does quite often in the show, there's little sparks that come out of it, and it makes it look like they were robots all along. Uh, <laughs> it's like That's th- how you get it to be rated Peggy 12. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, so for the rest of the show, is he in this universe? Yep. His entire purpose and goal in life now is to get back in time to stop Aku from ruling. Oh, it, this is this is Earth just in the future. Yep. He's very far in the future. Oh, and in fact, so when so, so when oh, you sorry. said it was like he's literally in Star Wars, you forgot the first lines in Star Wars. Yeah, which is in a galaxy far, far away. Okay, he's yeah. literally in Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, there you go, baby. Perfect. <laughs> Where no samurai will go before. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was confused because you said aliens, Star Wars, and yeah. then Earth. There's for some reason a lot of aliens here, though. Like, but they're robots. Uh, just a galactic community, I guess, who all gathers on Earth at this point. So, after he slaughters these crocodile robots, <laughs> uh, a few dogs come out and start speaking to him. So this gives oh. a hint of how far in the future it is. It's many thousands of years into the future, because dogs have evolved to the point where they are extremely intellectual, and they talk like they're very fancy men. In fact, the main dog's name here is named Sir Colin Bartholomew Montgomery Rothschild III. That's a mouthful. <laughs> it's a little much, isn't uh-huh. it? So uh, they, they tell Jack that they are archaeologists trying to discover about the past history of dogs. And Jack's like, yeah, you guys didn't used to talk. And they're like, that's absurd. Huh? He's like, yeah, that's you were insane. you were kind of like servants to us. And they get really offended by him. Nice. And uh, he decides to go with them because they might have some knowledge on this world, especially because they know some of the history about it. But they tell him that their archaeology has been stopped because Aku is now using them to harvest this red mineral, which they were doing back in Japan. And Jack's like, oh, no, I can't have that happening anymore. So he goes with them to try to help and stop Aku from making the dogs into slave labor because for some reason now he has a problem with dogs being treated that way. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> when he gets there, he's like, "You need to rise up, your dogs, right? Let's cause a uh, <laughs> an, uh, an uprising." And they're like, "Okay." And then over the horizon, like four hundred beetle androids start coming after them, and they're like, "Yeah, we're screwed." <laughs> huh. so episode, and Jack Sparrow. And Jack Sparrow. Yeah, he, when he said, "Bring me that horizon," he finally made it with oh yeah jack sparrow shows up and teams up with samurai jack and i feel like jack black shows up at some point too (laughs) holy crap so many jacks here man back in jack already made that joke before but i'll do it again yeah you can do that as many times as you want is that jack the ripper (laughs) sup guys i heard we were meeting (laughs) (laughs) uh we don't really want you here jack Uh Isn't, like, what you're doing killing people? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you only did it to, like, women who are helpless. (laughs) Wait, why are we talking about Jax when the main character's name is John? It's Jack! Oh, okay. I don't know why I keep thinking it's John. It's weird. Why would you think the show's called Samurai John? Why would we call Samurai Jack? Because that's the name he decides to go by here. It's not actually his name. He just chooses it. Oh, what's his name? It's it's never said. He is Samurai. uh So we could assume that his name is actually just Jack as well. Or it could be John. Oh, mind blown. You're right. (laughs) 
I think you're right after all. I think maybe in season five at some point he reveals his name and he's like, My real name's My John. Name is John. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what you got for us this week, Karam? So we're d- I'm ready to play. So we are doing Brody's favorite game of all time this yes! week. Is, is everybody ready? Which one's mm-hmm. that, Brody, if you were to guess? Um, Bondage? Probably any of them where I can like be a character. I really like making characters and having fun with that. Those are my favorite. Why? Which one do you have? Uh, yeah, not that. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Uh, okay, what about uh, my second favorite? Uh, <coughs> sentence building one. <laughs> you nailed it. I knew it was your favorite, Brody. Nice. Absolutely. I love nailing that one. All right. <laughs> They're not going to know this is rigged now. <laughs> yeah, it's not, you didn't know ahead of time. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we're playing the sentence game this week. It's uh, not one of Brody's Completely favorites. Completely off the cuff. <laughs> it's off the cuff. We build a story together. I have a starter sentence, and then we go off of there. We try to com- we try to build it together, but like it's sort of like, we derail each other, but this time we're not going to be eating any cats. I don't think we left that in last time, but... I think we I did. I think we did. Okay, well, we're not going to be eating cats. Well, uh, who knows? <laughs> Just Jerry the Garbage Man or Jerry the... Junk the... Man Jenkins. J- junk Man Jenkins. I almost Jenkins. put him into this one again. <laughs> <laughs> I want a redemption arc for Jenkins. Yeah, he ate a cat. What, what is he doing now? Now he's moved on to dogs. No more cats. He oh, needs more. No. Dogs fight back. Bigger things. All right, hit us with our first sentence prompt. All it's right. pretty basic. You'll understand if you've ever been to a school. <laughs> they make you do wow. this all the time. All the time. Funky Dunky gyrates across the dance floor, ready to draw his pistol at any moment. He sees Scruffy uh, McNugget come into the room, his um, beak glistening in the moonlight. <laughs> Funky Dunky, my man! I see you got those level t- level 3 dancing shoes you were hyping up about yesterday. Junkie McNuggets. <clears throat> Haven't seen you in a long time. <laughs> you fucked my sister, man! <laughs> this is the last oh. time! You keep plucking all her feathers every time you fuck her, man! Is that Chunky McNuggets' voice? Oh, he's got a beat. I think that was the original guy, no, Funky Dunky. No, I was. Because no, you responded. That's Chunky McNuggets. Chunky Dunky. That's Chunky McNuggets. Chunky Dunky. Funky. Holy Chunky Christ, Dunky bro. Is the child of Funky Dunky and Chunky McNuggets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got an extended family reunion happening in this disco club. Sorry, I thought I, I'm the chicken character that walked in. Whoa, that's, Chunky McFuggets. <laughs> Oh my god. Where'd you come See, from? nobody's any character. We're just trying to establish what the fuck is going on. So, Stop adding characters. <laughs> There's two guys on the dance floor. I guess one of them fucked the other sister. Yeah. Yes. Is, is that where we're going? Yes. Chunky the chicken McNuggets. guy is accusing the main character of fucking the chicken dude's sister. Uh, you hear the record of the DJ scratch. And the spotlight shines down on the two that are beak to face. <laughs> and Funky Dunky tips his hat and puts his heel up like a Michael Jackson pose and challenges Chunky McNuggets to a fight, a duel of dance. Are we having a dance off? God, bring it on, bitch! <laughs> 
I'ma fuck you up worse than your sister. And all of a sudden, the chicken dance comes on <laughs> the loudspeaker. How? Okay, okay, I get it because I'm a chicken, and it's funny because I'm a chicken. How are you supposed to have a dance off to this song other than the chicken dance? You gotta put your own flair into it, bud. <laughs> okay, um. Oh, this is my jam! And I get down with it, and I and he flings out his uh, fucking wings and starts doing the chicken dance, but with flair. <laughs> Looks like we gotta dance off, says the DJ. <laughs> Whoever can do the most accurate chicken dance wins. Paco, <laughs> no, you went flair. <laughs> Funky Donkey looks Chunky McNuggets dead in the eyes and puts his hands into his armpits ready to start. <laughs> no flair involved whatsoever. <laughs> you fucked me for the last time! Just like you fucked my sister! I'd stop fucking your family if y'all weren't so bad at dancing. Chunky <laughs> <laughs> McNuggets clutches his heart from that diss and falls to the ground. <laughs> Dies <laughs> Funky Donkey looks and says, Looks like we're having McNuggets for dinner. <laughs> and the whole club laughs and they trample McNuggets to death. And that's as they dance the night away. And that's how Ronald McDonald's came to be. <laughs> that's how McDonald's came to be. What was their producer up in the rafters watching it happen? Yeah. He's like that's a good way to make chicken. <laughs> Ronald McDonald is the DJ the whole time. We missed that point, didn't we? <laughs> oh, we did. I think this is new McDonald land, guys. I think Funky Mc... Or Chunky McDuggins? Whoa. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, but this one's metal as fuck. And, like, all the people oh. are, like, dying. And they're trying to figure I'd out pay why. For that. <laughs> Cause there's, like, a... Oh. Oh, you have, like, a weekly subscription where it gives you more clues as to who's doing what with who. What? Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you got fucking, like, uh, Apple Piestein and um, uh, Charlie uh, McFloat. Um, <laughs> or Charlie... Charlie McFloat. McFlurry? <laughs> yeah, Charlie, Charlie McFlurry. McFlurry. Yeah. Damn, Charlie McFlurry! They're the two gangsters this uh, time around. They're having some uh, back and forth huh. nonsense. But uh, Chunky oh, McNugget oh, is fucking both their wives. <laughs> and it's actually President McCheese now. He upgraded a little bit. <laughs> He's not just the mayor anymore. Yeah, hell yeah. And then the one person whispering into the president's ear. We all know him as the DJ who took McNugget's life by throwing Whoa. on that forbidden song. That's yeah. true. Ronald McFucking Donald's. It gave Funky Donkey way too much power. <laughs> they, they all knew that. Are we still? Is this in? <laughs> We're this discussing the We kind of do we just sentences, though. Is, I, 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 I have been? I guess? I, I, all right, hit us with another <laughs> sentence. We'll do another quick one. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Another sentence. All right, we hear another the sentence. jingle of the bell at the storefront. In walks Jerry Twinklefingers Johnson with the utmost Why confidence. Is <laughs> uh, I'm gonna steal some shit," <laughs> says Twinkle Fingers Johnson. Hey, uh, "Excuse me, sir. I see you've come into my establishment, saying you're going to steal some shit. Uh, if there's anything <laughs> I can do for you, let me know." <laughs> Fuck sakes, bro. 
<laughs> Bro. <laughs> He's just giving up. <laughs> I have had terrified of this situation. So you have free reign. He pops open the cash register drawer and just steps back. Yep. I have no you wife, no children. You're good, dude. <laughs> Nobody would know if I died, uh, but I don't want to. <laughs> Nor would they care! <laughs> and I'm not saying this in a feel-bad-for-me way. I'm just telling you matter-of-factively. <laughs> you weren't supposed to hear me say that. I'm building it up, man. I'm we can take it back! <laughs> I just heard that you're going to rob me. So go ahead and uh... Zach though Can you imagine somebody walks into your store Under their breath says I'm gonna steal some stuff <laughs> what would you I do? was embodying the character And that's what he would have said He was afraid <laughs> We've all heard of discreet packaging. <laughs> We've all heard of sex shops and the gutter trash that may frequent such dastardly places. Introducing Jeff Scorts. <laughs> now you see, here at Jeff Scorts, proudly sponsored by the big man himself, no, not God, <laughs> but he's close. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, our king. I mean, uh, our entrepreneurial God. Sorry. Our creator the man, and overlord. Our, crea <laughs> our creator and overlord <laughs> has graciously funded the first and only delivery sex robot service. And yes, that's with discreet packaging. Glenn from Bezobots here. After the creation of the Jeskorts, you know Bezobots have gone down in prices, but that's all right. That's what you need. That's what we want. That's what you want for the quick fuck of your dreams with Bezobots. You know... When we first created Bezobots, we were like, hey, let's take out the personality. Believe the weirdness of Jeff Bezos himself. And it, it really shows when his wonky eyes are just going crazy when you're giving it to Bezo. And uh, he loves it. He says, hey, you made me, but I like it. You know, and I think he's not referring to me. He's referring to the all-creator, of course, <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Feel free to call now, 1-800-JEFF-BASE-HOSE, um, spelt, you know how to make it those digits that you need, um, and get your free wow. second model only slightly used. Now, we do have three categories. There's used, kind of used, and slightly used. So, sadly, the slightly used ones are the jizz-filled ones, but it's still Jeff Bezos' face cringing at every move. Call now! The patented Jeff Scorts robot technology drives itself to the address provided. Upon arrival, it exits the vehicle and walks itself up to your door, much like a regular person would. 
from across the yard. You can see Janine there. Yeah. Hi, Janine. She thinks it's just a regular visitor. <laughs> Little does she know. We're about to see some fucking... At Glenn's Bezo Bots, you have to show up and get one from Steve or Luann. They're really friendly <laughs> and real hands-on. They'll make sure all the sizes fit perfectly by giving them a full-body inspection. We've asked them to stop. <laughs> they don't. Yeah, I think it's clean. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let me have a little sniff. <laughs> yeah, just give it a sniff. If not, throw it in the dishwasher. Just sprinkle some hose water over it. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Once you've done the deed, the robot will exit your house and drive down the road as the patented filtration gooch cleaning technology of the driver's seat gets it ready for its next appointment. Seeing as we know you've gotten the cheapest model because you're a broke-ass bitch, we, at, at the end of use, he fully decombusts. <laughs> But when, when he dies, he says, Base no! Glory be to our unsung ruler, who lets us fuck robot vaginas for, a f for, for part of our prime membership. Let's hope they don't gain sentience. <laughs> this next episode, after the robots start coming after them, it kind of shows what this show is all about. And it's literally a 25-minute episode with no dialogue, okay? So there's a prepping montage where he's using these crystals. He finds out they're sharp and makes a bunch of weapons and traps for these beetles. And he makes armor and he meets a unicorn horse. <laughs> I don't know. There's aliens here now, so you can explain anything away. He's in a world with talking dogs, Zach. I don't think a unicorn's that far away from yeah. reality. <laughs> okay let's be real unicorn is is it's not that far off you know yeah so he ends up fighting like nearly 300 of these giant like probably honda civic sized uh beetle androids okay and he single-handedly kills all of them and it's this really epic fight scene and he leaves because <laughs> he's like his dogs are free now and they can't really help him do anything so he just goes i did my good deed in this part of time i do have it written down that as he's slicing the the beetles up in the latter half of the episode for some reason they start spurting oil everywhere and he specifically goes out of his way to get covered in the oil and it's for no reason oh. other than intimidation but it's just like he wants to get covered by their blood and it's really creepy <laughs> <laughs> but the dude is like into it man jack's a freak that's all you gotta know <laughs> Super freak, super freak, he's super freaky. <laughs> this, from here on out, the show's very episodic. It's about his journey going through this new future world, trying to find ways home. So he's trying to get, uh, find a way to, to be teleported back to his time and to defeat Aku before any of this could ever happen. So really... Anything good he does in this world is going to be erased anyway, so I don't know why now, he cares so much. Does yeah, he, ever, he doesn't understand time travel. No. Does he ever meet, like, future relatives, or do they not exist because he was taken out of the time stream? Yeah, he was taken out, so his entire civilization was destroyed <laughs> by wow. Aku. And it, it, I, I think it explains it a little bit that Aku, like, encouraged space travel and stuff, and he, like, tried to get, like, he's trying to control more than just the Earth. He's, like, expanding outwards. Oh, wow. So that's why there's so many aliens on this planet. It's because he's trying to gain control of, like, everything. So 
And he's just kind of like a big brother figure. He watches everything. There's quite a few scenes where it goes back to his nice, cozy, flaming <laughs> cave, you know? And he's like peering through a little opening in it and like watching people, like the evil witch looking mm. at her mirror or whatever, you know? Okay. Wow, I'm going to tell Stuart, what do you think of your big brother, man? <laughs> Not like. Yeah, like I was gonna say, like a uh, like a bad Big Brother, right? <laughs> like the reality show, where like a mean so in the yes. house talking smack. So, about each other. I don't know what you're talking. You're like a mean older sibling. Yeah, like a big, like a mean Big Brother. Oh, huh. Well, you know, you you all can remember being inside the bathroom, and he's like, "Get out of the bathroom." <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to slap you in the face. Uh, there's no way you're unlocking that door. <laughs> Zach, you were the big brother, so I'm scared for your brother. Yeah, yeah I, I chased him around quite a bit. He, <laughs> he, he started it, though, dude. Like, he would edge me and push me and just push the buttons, see what he could get away with, and when I finally fucking snap, he'd sprint right for the fucking bathroom. And it would be me pounding on the door. He's like, unlock the fucking door! No, mom, no! No, I'm taking a poo. Get out of here. <laughs> Can you imagine if one of those scenarios he just starts going to the bathroom? Would you just feel <laughs> awkward and just step away and be like, mm, uh, okay. I'm, I'm trying to poop. No, I know exactly why he fucking went in there. He, he went just, in there screaming, running from me. And then he hit you in the plop. <laughs> so you aren't referring to like Big Brother from like George Orwell's 1984. Definitely from 1984. He watches over oh. and rules everything, okay? Okay. So... We get a couple more glimpses at weird civilizations. I'm going to, like, jump over a couple of these things here. He meets, or he's in the forest. There's still jungles, apparently, because Aku probably cared about nature a little more than we do in this time. He spent a lot of time as a tree. <laughs> That's a good point. He saw what could happen to trees around him. He was alone. He, he, he feels for them, yeah. man. He hears the trees scream every day <laughs> when they get chopped down. Yeah, when you, when oh, you I thought hear they just bristling through the branches, it's actually... <laughs> Please don't make me into paper. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes number Jack Tony again. <laughs> it hasn't rained in a week. <laughs> when they ask if no one hears when we fall, we hear, and that hurts. Yeah. And a coup hears, apparently. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so he's in the jungle and he almost gets trampled by what I can only describe as horse elephants. They look Ooh. like horses and like woolly mammoths put together, and they're actually called woolies in this episode. Okay, well, my guy, <laughs> a woolly mammoth the size of a horse, yeah. or a horse the size of an elephant? The, a woolly mammoth the size of a Honda Civic. <laughs> I'm going to keep using that as a Perfect. reference, because like it's pretty good. Everybody knows it. Yeah. Brody, you brought this that up. This was like almost the perfect size of a Honda Civic, though. Yeah, so is this woolly. Okay, well, fair <laughs> enough, then. I guess this is a very shallow woolly. It's, yeah, it's pretty wide. It's a thick-built animal, but it's not super tall. Okay? Not very tall. It's not very tall. But <laughs> there's these little monkeys riding them. They're nerdy monkeys. They all have the same voice, and they're all like, oh, who are you? Like that kind of thing, and it's super awful. Can we get another take of that nerd voice? They say, oh, yeah. is your name Jack? Okay. You know, like that. <laughs> Do nerd voices just have congested noses to you? Yeah, because they wear glasses. 
Well, uh, you could still do it like this, though, without plugging your fucking nose, but you, you make it sound like you're a bit nerdy, like there's something a bit strange to your voice, like your balls have not fully dropped yet, and that is all fucking right. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> is the only uh, true space opera I will ever believe in. If you tell me any show is better than Firefly, I'll have a hissy fit. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to make a bomb in my dad's basement. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds is my favorite movie. <laughs> I don't think they took it far enough for most of those pranks. Yeah, they should have went farther. <laughs> they should have okay. went fucking farther. Okay, so there's these monkey, nerdy monkeys riding the elephants, and it turns out they're, like, torturing them and making them, like... They're, like, oh, no. zapping them and doing, like, circus tricks with them. And, and Jack's like, what are you doing? This is so rude. And he's like, this is how you used to treat horses. And he's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and he gives up on it. But then one of the oh. woolly mammoths is like, help us. And he actually, like, speaks to him. And he finds out that they're a sentient race of, like, ancient beings that are, like, all wise. But they've been taken over because of these this laser technology that these monkeys have. <laughs> Damn. That was a sentence I'd never thought I'd say in my entire life, but I just did. <laughs> These monkeys and their lasers. So How did course, they bring the mammoths back? I don't. They're aliens. They're not actually mammoths, oh. apparently. But they're okay. genius aliens that were enslaved by these monkeys for some reason. And Jack's like, that won't do. So he murders all the monkeys and lets the, the mammoths go. So <laughs> Damn. He hears from the woolies, the woolly mammoths. They send him on a little quest to go north. And apparently North is India because he fully ends up in India. So wherever he was with the Woolies, I don't know. But So he ends up in India at some marketplace looking for this jewel. And this jewel is said to be able to, when you rub it, it will do whatever you want in the world. It's like a genie in a way. It'll, it'll grant you a wish. So nice. he's like, well, if I can find this jewel, I can <coughs> wish to go back home, right? Does that make me a genie? <laughs> Why? Because if you, I rub you, you'll do anything I want? <laughs> Is that weird? So he finds the carpet salesman who tells him where the jewel is. But as he's doing that, or I mean, he as he's speaking, where like saying where the jewel is, he gets assassinated by some robots. Oh, Aku is like on to him, and so he's like, I don't want him to get the jewel because Aku is genuinely afraid of Jack, to be honest, because he's got the only weapon in the world that could possibly kill him. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, Jack almost dies here because he loses his sword during the fight and some like girl power chick jumps in through the window and saves him and she's all like super cool and Jack's instantly like enamored with her and he's like wow she's awesome you know like she just saved my life and what's she working with up top uh very triangular uh, I think he was talking about her mind, not her breasts. Yeah, dude, what's wrong That's with you? I mean, I stand by it. She's triangular at every part of her body, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was wrong here. She looks like Phineas up there, oh, and God. Phineas down there. So, like, oh. she, she, she's a nacho chip stacked on top of each other. So uh, that sounds like a terrible design. <laughs> I'm not. It, she's not that triangular. But don't worry. But don't look her up. Um, so she tells him this sap story about Aku murdering her dad and she wants to use the jewel to like help bring her dad back she, Aku didn't murder her dad he like stole him and made like 
forever tortured him in a chamber, so he's living infinitely but being tortured. So sounds like hell to me, but yeah. Aku sucks. Aku really does does, that kind of sounds like existence, then you die, right? Yeah, except if existence were being chained up and like burnt constantly, so you know. <laughs> we're all like we're all like uh, shackled to our bodies, you know, bro. That's deep. I like that. All right, so Jack's like, okay, we can look for the jewel together. We both have some knowledge on where it could be. Let's let's team up and let's find it. And so there's another montage. <laughs> nice. And in this montage, they're they're going through a bunch of challenges in the desert. They're like, there's a punching hot sand. They're punching lots of hot, so much hot sand is out there, man. They just can't stop punching it. <laughs> there is a moment where they're sitting around a campfire and like he looks at her and smiles and she smiles back. Like you can tell they're kind of falling for <laughs> each other over this journey and you're like, Ooh. Jack and Phineas. Are you sure Jack he's not just like hungry for some nacho chips? And then when she wakes up in the morning, she, <laughs> she looks at Jack and she's like, so what do you want to do today? <laughs> Oh. Like Phineas and Ferb. No, I was making oh. a stupid. Oh joke. damn, that, that was really funny. Sorry, and that then, was and funny. And then the I older just... siblings like, I'm gonna tell mom and dad, and then she never gets them. And then you constantly, constantly see a platypus in the background just doing stuff. Yeah. Not doing stuff, doing what should have been the main plots of the show. <laughs> yeah. Should I just switch and do Phineas and Ferb? Fuck it. Yeah, fuck this show. This is a double episode, baby. <laughs> Perry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't mention the other plots at all. It's just Perry the Platypuses. Yeah. I'll do that next episode. Hello, Agent P. Because we can tell Perry the Platypus is fully inspired by anime. <laughs> so, they are falling in love with each other, and then they come across a desert oasis. And guess what's sitting in the middle of it? This big old green gem. Okay? You're actually, and we should have known that. You should have known it. It's the oh. gem. It's the wish-granting gem. Oh, shit! The the we we should have known that. I wasn't paying attention. So, now Jack yep. Jack knows if he rubs it, and mm. apparently he has to be pure of heart to rub it, and get what he wants out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, just pause. Yeah, There's gotta be a joke there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> Um, I think this discludes your previous comment, Zach, because nobody who rubs you is pure of heart. Because <laughs> gotcha. I'm always after hot sand. <laughs> okay, uh, and so Jack announces out loud, I am pure of heart, can you, like, grant my wish? And it scans them. It, like, scans them for, like, ten seconds. And this show's very dramatic, so it's, like, zooming in on their faces and stuff. And it's like, are they gonna, is he gonna do it? Is this it? Is it gonna It's the mid-season finale, maybe. Who knows? I'm sorry, Caleb. I'm sorry. I'm gonna finish off this this, uh, half season for a second. It's scanning them? It's scanning them, and it determines they are not pure of heart. And they both look really sad for a second. And they're like, oh... Well, I don't know what's happening then, right? And the jewel turns into a giant genie. It really looks like the genie from Aladdin, like for sure. Like, and it's it's with the big chin and the little swirly on yeah, it. Yeah, it's the it's Robin Williams too, and he's like, nice. Hey, uh, boo boo. I don't know what Robin Williams is. is. It actually hey, Robin yo, Williams? Wait, wait, is it actually Robin Williams? No, it's not. <laughs> oh, that would make me watch the show instantly. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's Robin Williams, bro. Oh now, shit! It says nothing. It grunts at them, and then it tries to beat the crap out of them, and it like laser zaps Jack because Jack's like, "I will not fight you. I am pure of heart," and he pretty much almost dies. 
because <laughs> he's dumb like that sometimes. It's like, this is a trick. You're supposed to just get hit. Yeah. And then she's like, it's not a trick. And she turns into a giant version of herself and they have like a giant mecha battle <laughs> against what each other. Enough. It's a Pacific Rim situation and Jack's just watching like, uh, how can she do that? And she beats down this genie and steals the gem out of the inside of it. She's like, I got it. And he's like, yes, now I can finally go home. And Jack gets so happy. And <laughs> she throws it at the ground and it smashes. And what? she destroys the gem right in front of him. And his face drops. <sighs> and he's like, uh, what? And then she transforms into a coup. No! And it's been him the whole time. He's been catching <laughs> feelings for his arch nemesis? He's been catfishing him, Brody. Oh my god. <laughs> that is Are we watching the circle? So this is good. nuts. This, this is, is nuts. so good. I love that. Like, the Man. implications of, like, their relationship and how so it's, like, So how did very... Aku know that he would like triangle chicks? Wait, Aku never <laughs> even killed anyone in his family. What? His dad was still alive and his mom was still alive, too. He was just going around the world becoming a badass ninja dude where he couldn't spend time with his family. So Aku's just like, ah, I'm afraid of this Jack dude. He wants to kill me. And, like, and then he <laughs> and fi- really, finally he have just... this moment in space and time <laughs> where they're allowed to be themselves around each other. They're allowed to be And they let down their walls. All odds. <laughs> and they realize... They're meant for each other. That's, this is a beautiful story. I'm dating It's that. truly a love story, Brody. I'm glad you pointed that out. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. I, I like. So that's time. how she Pacific rimmed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course. I was like, first it was Attack on Titan, and then he, she Indiana jones the gem out of his chest. <laughs> Golly, mom. And then we got the greatest catfish in all of history. <laughs> yeah, this is a great show, dude. Yeah. I, the show makes it way more obvious Ooh. that it might have been him the whole time, but I time make fish. <laughs> what time, time fish. fish? What's that mean? It, it's catfishing through time. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? You're that has really. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> <You're grim. laughs> no, uh, catfishing you from the past. <laughs> Did your girlfriend break up with you? Go back two years and date her again. <laughs> oh no! You could be the reason she broke up with you. Be like, is your girlfriend really interested in you? Well, catfish her since like 2012, and then remessage her to see if she's interested again. Yeah, creep her out with the catfishing though, so that she falls into your real arms, man. Oh my god, that's just real life <laughs> scary shit. <laughs> There's nothing to do with time yeah, but, there. No, it's time to go. Back. It's like it's like It's fun. It's fun. It's a yeah. gray area there, man. Time travel? Yeah, it's fun. It's okay. It's fine. So the final episode of the season is literally just people starting to believe in Samurai Jack. They're starting to hear of him. He's becoming a legend. And the nice. kids of the world are like rising up against a coup because they are starting to believe that he could be defeated one day. And Aku, like the big brother he is, takes all the children into a big stadium and tells him all the stories about how heroic Aku is and how evil Jack is. But oh. he's pretty much just like blending all their stories into like real life fairy tales. So he tells the story of the the three bears, Goldilocks and the three bears, but it's Jack and he comes in. Dude and is obsessed with the kid. Yeah, dude. Uh, like seriously, <laughs> real talk. Just yeah, Brody might be onto something. 
But at the same time, you said Aku is scared. Yeah, he's scared. Of yeah, scared about how he feels for someone for the first time. <laughs> he's never felt this way before. All he's cared about is world domination. And now Samurai Jack's walked up to him. He's like, hey, Bay, how's it going? I see. Hey, I fucking see you. You know, that was the first time Achu has really had that. Achu. <laughs> Achu. Kazunte. So yeah, we end this season on the fact that there is hope in the air now. They're, the kids like kind of shrug off Aku's stories of Jack being evil, and they're like, no, this is how it would go. And they describe how Jack will win the day in the end and murder Aku right in front of him. And it's really sad. Because <laughs> Aku is just like losing all of the hope and faith of his people. And Let me ask you this. Uh, yeah. Does, okay, is Aku a sympathetic character in the end? Uh... That last episode gives a little element of it because he's like desperately struggling to like make people like him almost. Zach, real talk. Do they end up becoming like really close friends? Their relationship is mixed. <laughs> mm, interesting. Interesting. I guess we'll find out in 300 episodes of this podcast. <laughs> cool. So that was Samurai. Well, did Jack. you enjoy it, my guy? I didn't mind it. It didn't have as cohesive of a story, but it was very lighthearted and entertaining to watch. Just because it was, it reminded me of the Saturday morning cartoons because that's what it was, right? So there you go. It was also anime inspired. Sure. So we're getting you closer. Uh, yeah, maybe you are. Maybe you, you could know. say we're getting you closer and closer to the edge. I wouldn't say that though. You could say we're almost edging you towards it. I said that last time. Crescendo. Okay. I thought you were going to say, like, he seems to be getting one step closer to that edge. But but I am about to break, Zach. I'm about to break. Because I'm about to break! Every enemy you show to me. (laughs) Meeting one step closer to loving it. And then I'm about to break. I'm about to bust. And I'm about to break. Um, And I'm about to bust. (laughs) Okay, oh, no. thank you guys all for <laughs> listening. I hope you're about to bust. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, listening so much. And thank you for subscribing to Jeff Scores. I refuse. And Bazobots! They can all go die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But I hope you guys will follow us on all of the podcasting services that we have such as Podbean give us a little follow Apple Podcasts tickle that button Spotify tickle tickle all of the buttons Pandora tickle them Okay, mm-hmm. leave us a review on any of those. It really helps us out. It makes us pop up in other people's search bars yeah. quicker, so My goodness. Even if it's negative. <laughs> but Thank rate it 5 star to- but leave a negative <laughs> review. <laughs> Yeah, to, like, don't be afraid to put us in our places. Yeah, do Martin. it. We believe in you. <laughs> we'll take it to heart and we'll probably quit, but it's fine. No, that's not true. Um, <laughs> We're not fragile. Thank you to Good Kid. Um, oh, the best of kids. Use their song Down to the King from their second EP. You know, that banger um, you heard four you. times so far, I think. <laughs> Um, At least, right? Something really you cool happening is in Toronto, there's a show happening in November, and I got tickets for me and Stu. It's going to be a blast. Nice. You can talk yeah. to them what? in person. To Good Kid? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, go to their Facebook page. There might be, like, they were like they were like $25 tickets or something like that. They were super cheap. Do you guys want a final thing? So, I never told you how Jack got his name. And I want to show you how he got his name. Okay. Okay. Uh, and so he pretty much, once he falls out of the sky in the very first episode when he's like portaling down and he lands and defeats that tank and jump, jumps up, there are some very 
uh, how you'd say, angsty teens who are waiting for him there. And they get, like, super riled up by the fact that he just defeated a tank. And this is what they say. So, keep in mind, Jack is completely blank expression. Very Yo, confused Yo, Jack, this whole that time. was some awesome show. I never peer to pump moves like that, Jack. What? Jack was a ricocheted jump a delic. Uh, here's Zeke, yeah, prodigiously acrobatastic. <laughs> word, word. But then, like, when Jack was that swing on, was all like, swing, swack, swoop, man, right through the car. Swick attack, whack, and spawn on the back, Jack. Oh, yeah, yeah. This and it was problematic. a Yo, then my man just like lands all coolie style. Very <laughs> problematic. Is this like the inner city area that he falls into? Yeah, but Jack's just of like, word, let me get some. Tie, grab, I'm out, yo. Thank you. <laughs> so after like three minutes of them just calling him Jack, he's like, thank you. And that's where he gets his name from. So now you know. <laughs> Interesting. Well, thank you all for listening. That was Samurai Jack. It was Samurai Jack. That was Jack. interesting. Thank you for sharing that with us. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. And remember, anime not be for, for everyone. everyone. Yeah, there's no tickets left. Thanks, Axel. <laughs> Actually... They do. It's cheaper than a subscription, yeah. I fucking, I need to get a new pair, because one of mine has holes in it, which I was told by the McElroys would never happen. Yeah, but they didn't prepare for your large girth. I know, it's just so girthy <laughs> and sweaty down there, bud. Oh yeah, it's like swamp land all day long. Well, it's like swamp, and then it has to carry such a big fucking heavy load. So <laughs> of, of what? My cock. Oh, okay, that's better. It's a Vienna sausage sitting on wet paper towel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> something's gonna break. <laughs> something's got. Something's gotta give. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna break, break too, bud. <laughs> gross. So gross.